I'm John. I'm Rob. And this is the Mint One Podcast. Where we talk all things NFTs and the rise of blockchain gaming. So Rob, the Ripple SEC lawsuit has come to a head. It has, but what does it mean for Web3? Okay, so before we get into it, if you're on YouTube, like, comment and subscribe. Apple and Spotify, a five-star podcast would be fantastic. And you can find us on Twitter at Mint1Pod. Now, Rob, um, yeah. the biggest bit of news we've had in the Web3 space for some time. Yes. Um, the, as I said in the intro, the Ripple SEC lawsuit has come to a head. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the Web3 crowd are calling it a massive win for, for our yep. side, let's say. Would you... Uh, would you say that was the case? Mostly, yes. I mean, let's preface this by saying neither of us are legal minds. Um, I don't... Definitely not. We're obviously going to get into some legal stuff where we're not <laughs> legal minds. So we've just done our research. That's that's all you can do in this bloody space. Just research hard. Pretty much. Um, it, so, it, I mean, it, it's objectively positive, which is why we've seen a little pump uh, across the board, a little pump, <laughs> yeah, a, a sizable, a sizable pump. In fact, um, let's let's just hit them with. You, you want to see our research? You want to know how much we research these things? Let me hit you with some stats right off the bat. Let me open um, a tab. <laughs> BTC dominance took a hit, uh, which is why people have started saying this could be alt season. Uh, people, including me, because I I said it immediately as well, and then I saw so many people use the phrase alt season, I started to feel. Uh, rather cliche and unoriginal. Um, yeah. BTC fell below 50% of the total market cap uh, for the first time in a while. It's now actually back above it again, but only just. Um, XRP, Ripple, went parabolic, as expected. Uh, it went up uh, 83% at one point in a 24-hour period. Um, yes. It's now up about 63 I think. Yep, right um, And then load of the major altcoins also started pumping so polygon and solana they saw big pumps as well um, solana's up 26 percent right now is it i saw it was 20 and polygon went up uh 34 i think yeah. polygon's already you know reasonably high on the uh the charts for total market cap so we've seen a big pump um i guess we need to get into what that happened like, i would imagine that most of our listeners aren't looking for the deep financial and legal nuances that no. I couldn't provide. <laughs> so um, let's just give uh, an overview. <laughs> um, do you want to start? I, I, The area yeah. I know the most about, or the area I've done the most amount of research, is the ruling. Um, the, obviously, the lawsuit's been yeah. going a while. Do you want to give an overview of, of what the hell any of this is about? Yeah, so I'll give a little bit of a background on the lawsuit. So um, I can't remember how long ago this was, but uh, the SEC opened a case against Ripple Labs, the creators of Ripple, XRP, whatever you want to call it, um, basically accusing them of selling securities. And there were two angles to this. One, were they selling securities to institutional investors, for lack of a better term? And two, were they selling securities to the general public? Um, and of course, the SEC was arguing, yes, this wild crypto market is all securities. We need to get some control, etc. And of course, Ripple took the other sense, like you're being overbearing. There's, you know, this that in no way is a security, etc. And the the most important outcome, I suppose, of this is uh, the judge has decided, a uh, federal judge has decided that. Ripple in and of itself is not a security. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, buying and selling Ripple between people on exchanges, whatever, is not a security. And of course, that's what's resulted in this pump across the markets because I guess the thinking is, well, hey, if Ripple isn't a security, then, you know, Cardano can't be a security. These other coins can't be a security, etc. So I think everyone in the industry feels a little safer in that regard, yeah. I suppose. And there's more... Uh, impetus to be like oh okay so these are safer assets to hold let's buy more price goes up etc um but in terms of the first point of that um regarding whether it's a security whether you're selling to the general public or to institutional investors the judge did rule that the institutional buyers who were sold the tokens 
that did meet the test of being a security, mm. but the open sale of the tokens to just anybody wasn't a security. So their final kind of the the main statement of the ruling was it's not crypto itself being a security, it's how it's sold. Yeah, and of yeah. course, 90 however many percent of the people that deal with crypto are not institutional investors. You're not buying $3 million worth of Ripple or, you know, Cardano or Polygon or whatever it is. You're just someone who's buying and selling a little bit of it because you want to buy skins in a game or you just want to hold some cryptos. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the general gist of it. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, it's a lot of people calling it a landmark moment. Um, funnily enough, yesterday um, when the news broke, which was July 13th, um, I was just about to go into a call with, uh, I'm not going to name the chain, um, but I was sat there for five minutes and they hadn't turned up yet. And I thought, this is weird. And just by chance, I was going through Twitter and I saw the news that uh, obviously the, this kind of lawsuit had come to its end and we'd seen the yeah. result. And then I went on Coin Market Cap and looked up the coin for this particular chain and it had pumped by a decent amount. I thought, ah, <laughs> they're probably <laughs> celebrating in their office or something along yeah. those lines. Uh, and we had a we had a good laugh about it, but yeah, it's a it is probably one of the biggest moments for crypto Web three blockchain this year so far. Yeah, uh, and in a positive light, which we don't get to say very often. No, especially not after this uh, nearly eighteen months, I guess of of probably eighteen months of of, of yeah abject misery. Um, so I I wanted to understand the ruling. So we often hear securities. The term securities, and from someone who doesn't live in the US, I've always been reasonably blurry on what that means. And I found that fortunately, I'm not blurry on it because it's crystal clear and I'm stupid, but rather because it is a bit blurry, which is why the whole lawsuit is happening. Um, Now, what you might hear a lot of when people are talking about the ruling is the Howey test. I kept hearing the Howie test, the Howie test. I brought it up before um, because in a, de- in a recent episode, I-, I mentioned there was a tweet from, I think it was Coinbase, that said the Howie test, which decides... So the Howie test is a legal test to uh, determine whether a transaction is considered an investment contract, therefore a security, or not. Okay. Um, and it was made in 1946, yes. which Coinbase were kind of taking a dig at, that's outdated. And I was on that ship. I was like, yeah, how can you? How can that be the litmus test, 1946? But now I've read more about what it is. It, it doesn't really matter when it was written, I don't think. Um, perhaps someone who, who's more financially minded will disagree. And, and by all means, please do. But uh, it was between a company called WJ Howey Co. in uh, 1946. And I wanted to do three criteria of what determines a security and they still use this test now and i wanted to be able to give an explain like i'm five um way of getting across the three points the three criteria so um this is my best effort after reading as many things on it as i can uh there's a load of overlap between the criterion so uh whatever criterion one um obviously there has to be an investment of money so people putting money into an adventure into a venture, uh, the exchange of money for an investment opportunity, right? Number two, common enterprise, which is a confusing way of saying an organization where multiple investors put their money into it and expect the company or a third party to make their investment go up. And the third criteria is um, expectation of profit. (laughs) Investors anticipate earning profits from the efforts of others as point two says so there's a ton of overlap between these three yes. criteria but uh criteria to so criterion one and three overlap criteria two and three overlap this is it's confusing well, but essentially they you have to meet all three of these markers investment of money it has to be in a common enterprise and there has to be an expectation of profit that's yeah that's the easiest way to understand and the argument is that um, XRP, for example, this uh, it's not really XRP, it's kind of everything in, in crypto, all tokens, that the SEC argue that all of those are met. All three of those criteria are met. Um, 
Now, you mentioned this. Now, what I think is so interesting about this ruling is that the judge has essentially differentiated between, um, they keep calling them programmatic buyers, which is the general, so it's the general public they're referring to, but they keep calling them programmatic buyers, which I I don't know what that means, but it's retail, it's it's us, the random shit munchers buying coins. Yeah. Um, Versus institutions, so hedge funds. Now, uh, hedge funds invested, uh, XRP's ICO, hedge funds invested something like $750 million um, into XRP. Yeah. And the judge has differentiated institutions, so hedge funds, banks, blah, 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 from us, from the retail, the general public. And so... XRP, the headlines have been XRP isn't a security. So nobody was trading securities. But that's not really what the ruling is. The ruling says that essentially the institutions were involved in buying securities. Yep. But the general public were not. Mm-hmm. And yep. the, I think not. there's not much said about the institution side of things. Are there ramifications there? Or is it just the lack of ICOs these days that it, it doesn't really have an impact? I'd imagine it's just the lack of ICOs, but I I think this is where the the ruling over the edge of the, over the end of this lawsuit came from. In that, yeah. a lot of the institutional investors were either directly approached, or there was more of a proper, you know, we are Ripple and we are going to sell you ten million dollars of this currency. Whereas mm-hmm. on the open market, it's just randos trading amongst themselves for the most part, and there's no involvement from the team behind um, XRP themselves. So, I've got the... a question for you here. Sure. Can I ask? Could, this is this is one of my sticking points. So, let's say the secondary sales on exchanges between just let's say I buy some XRP off you on Binance. Yep. Um, fine. I would agree that's not the trading of security. I don't think <laughs> it meets all three criteria of the no. Howey test. Cool. Done. Then institutions investing 750 million at ICO to Ripple. It's an investment of money into a, a joint venture um, in exchange for an investment opportunity. It's a common enterprise, multiple investors into the same company or third party. <laughs> uh, and there's an expectation of profit for those people investing. Okay. Yes. So I th- I'd say that, again, I understand how they've landed at that conclusion. <laughs> what I don't understand is I bought into Engine's ICO. I've yes. bought into I bought into several ICOs in 2018, 17, 18. Really? Um, and I know lots of people did. The programmatic retail general public buyers bought really? into ICOs. What camp does that fit into? It's a good question. I, I would. I don't really. Again, this is kind of what the ruling I think implies, and this is just my personal opinion is that it's heading in the direction of an ICO is a sale of a security. Right, yeah. Because you're buying into an initial offering directly from the company with an expectation of profit. Whereas where the Howey test fails on public trading is yeah. that you may be in- investing money, but it's not to the Ripple Labs team or the team behind the yeah, coin. That's definitely you're just buying off other people. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but it's... This- it's very clear that this is the first of what is going to end up being a lot of legal conversations and lawyers going back and forth. The SEC has already said they're going to appeal. Yeah. Um, so that's significant yeah, the, the, as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the, I I see if I can get the quote here. Uh, bear with me a second. I can't remember the guy's name, so I'm trying to find it. Anyway, basically the head lawyer, for lack of a better term, for the SEC taking on this case, basically said um, this result um, has, if it stands, has a potential to fundamentally reshape all capital markets, not just crypto. Um, And obviously he's saying it like, all you know, we should regulate this stuff more. But yeah, uh, it's um, I listened to, I've listened to a few podcast episodes on this topic. Generally, I listen to people who are very specialized in this 
specific financial world and the legal side around it so they can fill the gaps in the massive gaps in my knowledge of that area and one of the solicitors lawyers um who was discussing the decision said that although it's very good it isn't the safety people a lot of the general public think it is yeah and that so a lot of the reaction if you look on twitter a lot of the influence and stuff are saying about how it's setting the precedent obviously we yeah. know I, I swear u.s law loves a precedent, I don't, precedent. I, I, you don't hear it in the uk anywhere near as much but um so it's setting the precedent that future cases can cite well you know what about xrp like sure. they weren't considered a, a commodity uh, investment contract security um but what what threw me a little bit here was that the solicitor said the lawyer sorry for the american <laughs> listeners i always go for solicitor the lawyer said um that for the real comfort for the precedent to be really set you need this circuit court decision um and that really does set the precedent which we don't yep. have and that will come as a result of the sec appealing um but then he also said that the sec appeal will almost definitely not come to a head in the next year and it could take years again um yep. i think the original sec filing against uh, ripple was like 2020 um so we could be again it could be 2025 2026 before we really get to the bottom of this although obviously there's cases before then that could like Bin binance and coinbase isn't strictly yes. the same thing but no it is very connected it was the it, it, of course it's the same government agency uh, yeah. who sued uh, as you mentioned both coinbase and binance in june alleging that they allowed the trading of unregistered securities yeah exactly uh, and of course this ruling has effectively or people are coming away with the taking that ripple is not a security i do want to clarify that's not exactly 100 percent what they said it's heavily implied but there is no pen to paper saying ripple is not a security um the judge well, she, uh, specifically... the judge did say that the tokens themselves are not securities. Yes, um, the judge said that the nature of the transaction itself, rather than the token, determined its yeah, status yeah, under yeah, the yeah, law. Yeah. So it could just be that this is specifically something for XRP, and it could be that another judge in another jurisdiction, uh, if, if another case is brought against, I don't know, Ethereum or something, have a different opinion <laughs> and they could still get overturned oh yeah there's there's so many ways this can go but it is for for those of us in web3 and those of us in crypto and those of us who believe in the technology it is genuinely yeah. a positive thing for us yeah, you know it's absolutely. not just because the markets have pumped but it reduces this um this kind of impression that the u.s is in a position where they can have authority over or regulate as an entire entity the crypto market yeah so you know we're staying true to you know the space being decentral and it not being uh, a burden or a burden to you know a government which i guess for a lot of people that you know are distrusting of the banks and all of that kind of thing is is a big win mm. it's i mean it's certainly good for um i feel like the biggest area of friction for all of web three is um uncertainty with yeah. regulations <laughs> with the clarification of uh, what these tokens are and if they're securities in and of themselves which appears not to be the case uh in fact i think this is secondhand information it was on one of the podcasts but uh, one of the lawyers was saying that the judge said that tokens um provide actually it might not have been this case it might have been the telegram case but essentially okay. it is that the um tokens if the only the, oh my god I, every time yeah. i think of saying something i feel like i have to go back a step and explain that and then back <laughs> one more step um so essentially it's talking about uh the reason altcoins are going up is because there's a conversation about whether a token is for it's just a financial vehicle or has utility yeah and if it isn't merely a financial vehicle it's a utility token and automatically fails the howie test that seems to be the 
um, general consensus, which is makes a lot of sense to me. So if you get a token and it um, like the ape token provides you various benefits within that community, therefore it's a utility token and will fail the the Howard test apparently. Um, <laughs> so uh, we have some uh, some semblance of clarity around that, but as we gradually get these foundations in place that we can build on then we will start to see the, the mass adoption that we want and the banks coming back in obviously the blackrock etf seems to be going well um that's a that's a big one but we're also seeing clarification in even smaller ecosystems so google play this week uh have given the outline of well they've given all the rules for nfts and blockchain apps and games on the app store the play store uh, which people have wanted for a very long time. And they've made it very, very clear. You have to declare uh, that it's got blockchain in it. You have to declare that you've got NFTs. You're not allowed to shill place to earn, which is I thought yes. was funny and a, a very good addition to the to the rule set, which it said something along the lines of you're not allowed to promote earning within the game from crypto. If you have to say if you're selling NFTs, um, but it, it sounds kind of small and incidental, like having Google Play just, Give you some rules for their app store but it's not it's not it's we, we've been waiting for these for years yeah. and now we're gradually getting the sort of foundations that we need so obviously these are the big ones the this xrp lawsuit is one of the big ones because if we know what tokens are and we know for sure that the tokens in themselves are not securities that gives us a lot more leeway and a lot more of the bigger players in every space not just web3 but every company will feel a bit more comfortable getting involved in this without some giant lawsuit being dragged through the courts for four five six seven ten years yeah um so yeah it's it's a big is a big win for web3 but i i do feel like perhaps people are making a little too much of it it it's not the big it's not the ultimate victory that's that's it. They the SEC have lost. They're gonna scamper away now and crypto will be left to grow. Yeah. It, it's it's like it, it's it's one nil at half time. Well actually yeah. not even half time. <laughs> you've scored you've scored a goal in the first five minutes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. There's a very yeah. long way to go. Yeah, it's 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 difficult. But let's let's move away from the area we are not particularly sure. Um, influential on and discuss an area we do know a lot about which is so what is does this mean for altcoins for web3 for gaming uh, blockchain gaming what does this mean for the near future what what's your gut response to this so uh, as i mentioned earlier as it gives people in the space more confidence it will also give people looking at the space more confidence and i mean as a direct kind of reaction to this news there's been several exchanges that uh stops the buying selling trading of ripple did, and yeah. a lot of them <laughs> a, lot of the C- a lot of the ceos of those companies right after the ruling just put out tweets been like yep we're gonna stick it back on again yeah they so did, yeah. I-, I think if there's if there's you know ceos of people in the space that are willing to very quickly move to reinstate um, Ripple. It's just another sign of how fast moving the industry can be and how quickly you can react to um, things of this ilk, let's say. Uh, as to what effect it will have on games in particular, um, I mean, let's say it was, I don't know, Polygon or IMX or something in this situation, then I would anticipate a much uh, greater influx of developers and people being like, oh, you know, I, c- I can use this gaming focused token to um you know put it in my game and whatever you want to do with it um whereas ripple is what is ripple's focus actually that's something i should know (laughs) it's not i mean i just saw it i mean it it was created in 2012 so i'd imagine it's just it's been around a cryptocurrency (laughs) yeah it's been around for so so long and it was it was shilled hard back in early crypto days Utility for the new global economy. Yeah, so their website yeah, just says, "Hey, we're crypto, sure right. basically." Yeah. Um, so yeah, as to what effect it will have on gaming, I'm unsure. Um, supposedly, the underlying technology of Ripple is also like similar to what's behind like Dogecoin, loads of these crap altcoins that I don't care right. about. Yeah. So 
Um, I mean, the crypto bros that made their millions off Dogecoin are probably happy. Imagine the price of that spike. Let's have a look. I mean, everything went up, didn't it? So it's, it wouldn't... Dogecoin up 10%, pretty. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, it's, it's relevant to gaming is, I think, quite... I would say it's relatively limited. I don't know if you have a different opinion. Um, generally, no. Uh, I think a lot of people think this is the start of a bull run. Um, uh, no, <laughs> I don't. I definitely don't think it's start of a bull run. In fact, you know how I love to make predictions. Um, <laughs> so I will make a prediction here. <clears throat> what I think will happen is we'll continue to see a rise for a little while. Um, the SEC appeal will start to go through and then something along those lines will make the news and yes. we'll see another hit where people start getting frightened that, you know, maybe the decision will be overturned or um, we'll see the, the next version of the case will fail. Um, and then I think we'll carry on moving sideways for some time. That sounds I, about right. I think the... These clarifications are important to gaming in a sense, but they don't really impact it. The, no. I think games, particularly the, the games we care about, the real true games uh, that use blockchain, I don't think they really give a shit about tokenization of there's not many games that are focusing on tokenomics and stuff anymore yeah. in terms of like the the bit the you know the metal core for example like those that caliber of triple a game that uses blockchain and nfts i don't i don't know how much they care about tokenization and maybe i'm wrong maybe they maybe it's very very important to them but for the how i see and i i believe you're the same on this um, how I see blockchain gaming progressing, I don't think tokenomics makes a very big difference. I don't think it's going to play a central role to the to the next wave of blockchain games. Um, so I don't know how much they care. No. Well, I think the Google Play news from earlier this week has a much larger yes, impact yeah. on, on our space than Absolutely. the the Ripple ruling. Um, let's dive into that a bit more, actually, because the the nature of what google's new policy is which isn't in place right now i think it goes in place december the 7th so still yeah. several months away from it going in place but it's a it's an unusual way to implement or, or allow the implementation of blockchain whilst trying to curtail more of its speculative side as much as possible so yeah uh I'll just read a few parts of the policy, and I'm I'm quoting from the Verge here, so <laughs> you know if they've got it wrong, I apologise. Um, but uh, one of the lines here is: any app that uh, that sells or lets users earn tokenized digital assets, so <laughs> NFTs basically, will have uh, to be clear that they do that. Um, <laughs> and as part of this, developers may not promote or glamorize any potential earning from playing or trading yeah. activities. However, the very next point in this article is any gambling apps that do integrate digital assets like nfts will need to complete a special application process um, for apps that don't meet google's gambling app requirements money can't be exchanged uh, sorry money can't be accepted in exchange for a chance to obtain an nft of unknown value and yeah. nfts can't be used in wages to try and win real world money prizes so they're very specifically targeting nfts rather than cryptocurrency so am i yeah would I be right in saying that they are provided they go through this application process, they're generally okay with the idea of someone gambling Ethereum on a poker app that's on the Google Play Store? It's complicated, and I don't know <laughs> if that's fully unpacked. So I wrote an article on this yesterday, and I read as much as I could find. There isn't that much... Um, there's a lot of blurry areas. I, so it does sound like that's fine. Um, but it also sounds like they're doing something similar to what the UK government is doing with that legislation that's coming in later this year. I think it comes in in October yep. where you can't... So basically, Token Gamer will not be able to do NFT giveaways um, as of October, even for free. Yep. Um, the, the, it's, there's this weird sort of 
hint towards gambling. Even though it's a, it's a giveaway, man. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a free giveaway. We've never charged for a giveaway. It's a free giveaway. No. I'm giving away. I, I mean, nothing. I'm giving away stuff for free. But whatever. No, I'm we pretty sure free. if you're paying to enter, that's a lottery. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which is gambling uh, in a nutshell. I mean, distilled gambling. Yeah. But they seem to be avoiding people buying tickets for NFTs or... I tell you what it to me what it sounds like they're getting at is um loot crates nft loot crates yeah, yeah. that's what it feels like which i'm on board with NFT. fine stop that i i don't i like so it's, it, it's so, weird i like crate openings but i don't like bought crate openings like only okay. playing the game like for example rocket league has crate openings constantly yeah, um, but you can't buy them. You you have to no. earn them by playing the game, and I think that's fun and a cool and a cool dynamic. Because when you get something like really rare out of it, it's like, oh wow, I just yeah, that's really cool. But dropping money to get the crates to maybe get something cool that's that's awful and predatory. And and you know, that's obviously been through the courts many times in the past decade. Here's the thing: there's plenty of games that I mean, Hearthstone springs to mind. Um. Plenty of games like Hearthstone where you can just straight up buy a pack for one dollar ninety nine. It has a random assortment of cards in it. Yeah, how did you use that pack opening? Yeah. Uh, again, I like, <laughs> but I mean, if if you look at games that are on the Google Play Store, Hearthstone is on the Google Play Store. You can yeah. go into Hearthstone, you can buy a pack for two dollars or whatever, and you get a random assortment of cards, but you don't own those cards. Whereas, let's say if I don't know, Gods of Chain was on the Google Play Store. Chain. Yeah, if Gods of Chains was on the Google Play Store and you wanted to purchase a pack using whatever currency, and those NFT, uh, those cards that you get in the pack are NFTs, you're not allowed to do that, even though you, yeah. in theory, get more value out of the Gods of Chains yeah. pack than you do the Hearthstone on. So, uh, although it's Google, the reselling it, isn't it? That's what they yeah, don't need to like. Google leans back on this whole, it's this kind of impression that these things could be valuable, and we don't want people to be purchasing things in our apps that they perceive have value i don't know if it's related in some way to all of these you know judgments and the sec trying to regulate the space it seems like it's one of those things like mm, it's kind of risky for us to allow people to buy something that they don't know exactly what they're buying and it has value yeah. and they can trade it with other people that seems like shady ground but if you take a macro look at it, it does look a bit crazy. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's a lot of confusing areas here. What if what if CS had a way you could open and sell crates and skins on the Google Play Store? <laughs> they wouldn't have a problem with that. <laughs> no, no, they definitely wouldn't have a problem. I mean, there's no rule right now that seems to prohibit that. Um, but the second, I mean, this is it's basically the same example as Hearthstone, but. The second it becomes an NFT, but you, <laughs> the thing is, it is, so it is a different example, really, because people are trading skins. So is the distinction that any digital item that's tradable is the problem, whether tokenized so. or not? I, yeah. I, I wouldn't say it is. I imagine there's lots of stuff you can trade from games on the app store. <laughs> yes, but not officially. There's a lot of like black market, grey market. Yeah, so, but or, as soon as you, yeah, but they don't mind operating in those weird oceans. No. But as well, soon as I, I suppose it's because it's more that they can't really do anything to stop people from doing that. It's like if somebody wants to send you five bucks on PayPal for you to send your game item to another person, they can't stop. But there are legitimate marketplaces. That... That... There are. Whether but they're it, it, app versions, I don't know. We, we're getting well, a little bit off topic, I guess. I mean, again, if you go to CSGO, skin trading is technically against terms of service. Yeah. It always has been, but, but as we said, like, Valve aren't going, going after anyone for it. So I think we said this last episode of the episode before, the guy who set the record, who I think set the record recently for buying the most expensive skin, his <laughs> name, his in-game name, his Steam name, what he bought, when he bought it, <laughs> all of this is public <laughs> information. And yeah. If there was a risk of being banned, it wouldn't be. You would be avoiding it like the plague that anyone would find out. Yeah. Because you don't want to be banned after spending 300 grand on a AK skin or a knife or whatever. So it's all, it's just all a bit weird. But this is this actually comes back to the whole problem. There's just a lack of clarity around the technology. The technology yes. brings uncertainty wherever it goes. Yeah. And where 
I guess the world is just kind of adjusting to having digital ownership, which is, I mean, I've written so many things for NFT Insider that about how the pro the the reason I see blockchain as valuable and why so many people see blockchain as valuable is our lives have been progressively more and more digital for the last 30, 40 years. You know, we used to send letters. Now we send emails. We used to read newspapers. Well, I don't know. I I don't think I've ever sent a letter. You might have to. (laughs) Gloss over that. Um, We used to, you know, everything you used to do, like you used to buy CDs, Come on, you bought CDs. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I remember that CDs just about. Yeah. I I did when I was a child. I did buy a tape, but I wow. was young. I was young, very young. But um, and to be fair, when I was this is going completely off topic now. When I was younger, when my dad used to drive his car, he had a one. His car had a tape deck, and he only ever had one tape in his car, and it was like meatloaf. <laughs> so that's my only recollection of ever playing music off of tapes. But you know, there I we know. go. I had a a Walkman when I was like six and my mum gave me, I don't know, three pounds to go and get a tape for the flight when we were going on holiday and I went and got um, a Cypress Hill uh, album on tape and I really didn't enjoy it. (laughs) It wasn't that good. Um, Anyway, so we used to buy CDs or whatever and now it's Spotify. Everything we touch has become more and more digital and the problem, the, the gate that we couldn't get through was digital ownership didn't exist and we couldn't verifiably own anything digital. So blockchain has changed everything. And because of so much is digital, we're kind of scrambling in all areas, financial, gaming, like there really isn't an area where we're not trying to understand how to um, make the rules and the the foundations for this technology. Um, And it's just funny how long it's gone on for. we feel feels like we made no ground, and and I guess that's why people are making a big deal out of this case. It's because it's a positive step. It's a step in the right direction to understanding what it is we have and how it interacts with the world as we know it. Yeah, which has been so confusing to so many people up until this point. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, maybe we've been a little bit negative. Uh, I feel like I've I've had to be to. Just there's too much positivity around it, which is just <laughs> crypto in a nutshell, isn't it? Like something good happens and everyone goes mental. But you are, I mean, as you said, the last 18 months has been nothing short of misery for pretty much everybody. Yeah. So we'll lap on to any aspect we'll of positivity. We'll take a win. It is a yeah. win. I think in the in the grand scheme of things, like looking again, big picture, macro level, uh, they are small steps in the right direction, but it's indicative of, you know, larger names in the Web2 space that, are at least actively trying. <laughs> yeah, They're trying yeah. to wrap their head around it and put policies and things in place that, at the end of the day, protect end users, you know. Um, Which we want, and we, we've always, yes. always wanted. Um, yeah. That, that it's, it's important to have a regulated space and to, I think it's important to differentiate. If something is a security, it needs to be seen as a security. It needs to be registered in the US and so on. Um what the pro the problem is how I see it is too much has been caught in that net. They've tried to yep. net the entire of crypto, the entire of Web three. Like Polygon, Polygon's token, it does tick some of the criteria for the Howie test, but yeah, not all of them. And all of them, you have to tick all of them for it to be a security. But it's a utility token. Just because it goes up yeah. and down in value, it's a utility it token. Yeah. So. um yeah, yeah, it's just it, these the uncertainty is doing damage in many areas where it doesn't need to. Yeah, I think the change in stance from Google is kind of sheds, at least from my perspective, a little more light on kind of the initial knee jerk reaction from a lot of outlets. So, yeah. you know, uh, Steam is the first one that comes to mind. I think it's less a case that they didn't see the benefits of it, but it, it's more we don't know enough to put stringent enough policies and rules in place to effectively regulate this market it's far easier for us to be like nope don't want anything to do with this and then when it's more favorable for them to to come back and be like "Mm, okay so this isn't good but this we can probably you know shape some rules and regulations around and make things safer and i i I can understand that from um 
from the point of view of a company like Steam, especially because they have such a hardcore gaming audience. I think kind of the Epic Game Store kind of got a free pass in that sense because they're newer and because they're this uh, emergent force in the gaming market. They can kind of get away from making risky moves. Well, the risky move of putting Web3 games in the store because it's like, oh, you know, they're forward thinking, they move fast. It's the kind of thing you expect them to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas if, if Steam had come out of the gate, be like, yeah, we're fine with Web3. Uh, and, you know, back then when they said they didn't want them, which was like, what, two years ago now? Mm. Um, a lot of the games out there were just, hey, play our game and make loads of money, which yeah. isn't something they want. Um, so I, I mentioned this connected. yesterday in the article. Um, I agree. I agree with everything you just said. And I think it's understandable why Steam was hesitant. And perhaps they were right to be hesitant. The reason I don't forgive Steam is Gabe's comments. Um, yes. Because he, he, he said things that were demonstrably false, that there's a higher, um, it's all scams and there's a higher um, higher rate of criminal activity, something along along those lines, which was disproven by people like Chainalysis who, who uh, and the other one, um, I can't remember, the, the ones that do the research on linked uh, activity between criminals and cryptocurrencies and they can show that it has less criminal activity than traditional fiat currencies anyway um i just thought he he didn't if he had said we're just unsure about this at the moment it feels uh it's new it's a bit unregulated mm-hmm. we're we're gonna wait and see and let things you know get some structure before we we get involved a little bit like google has like google yeah. play then yeah fair enough completely understand i think that that's a fair stance to take but yeah he really took a heavy swipe at, at web3 and crypto so yeah i i've just sourced his he did an interview with rock paper shotgun which is a games yeah. news journalism site in 2022 and um it seems to be his most recent words on web3 as an industry from uh gabe newell who's the, the head of steam um and tldr it's a very long quote but basically saying you have to separate the technology from the actors that are using the technology Mm -hmm. but the actors that are currently in the space are and i will quote this they're just not people you really are wanting to do business with so i mean it's it's just ridiculous full of of scammers and idiots so yeah nothing to do with it you don't want to do business with anyone in web3 like web3 is full of some of the most talented game devs in the world that have ever existed so um he didn't explicitly say we will never accept Web3. It is very much like right now at this moment in time, the vast majority of the things I am seeing are from scammers and frauds and people we don't want to be involved Then you're with. not looking in the right places. Uh, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Are you just reading the news, like old fusty news websites that are just oh, crypto scary and new? If you look at the space, the space is filled with talented developers innovating with a new technology. And I would like to see him supporting that in the same way Tim Sweeney has been, that yes, there are bad axes. How can you say in the same breath to separate the technology from the axes and then say, yeah, but we're not going near the technology because there's no one in the space. Because they have to. Yeah. And what? And there's no one, there's no one in the space. That's just ridiculous. It's a ridiculous statement to say. Um, And so I don't, I don't like that. And I think he's, he's shown that he's a little bit out of touch with the space that he helped pioneer. Um, whereas Lord Tim Sweeney, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I clearly, uh, I clearly enjoy. He just seems more plugged into new technology and its effects. I mean, it's the same with AI. You know, he's. We see these new technologies coming out of nowhere and revolutionising the space. And I want to see the big faces, the big names, Epic Games, Steam, Unity. I want to see them supporting that technology and. Instead of like, okay, he's got Gabe's got a problem with the the bad actors, and sure, that you can find plenty of bad actors in, in Web three. I don't deny that. But how about introducing technology to the good actors you know, and supporting maybe create a fund, a Steam fund for developers to innovate with blockchain, and then you've got people you trust and the technology. Yeah, I just think it's yeah. a bit of a cop out way he's doing. So uh, fuck <laughs> you, Gabe. Um, well, it's Google my, when they announced their policy changes. I think earlier this year they opened up like an accelerator for Web three focused entrepreneurs that wanted to help with. So at least Google, uh, Amazon have as well. 
Yeah, I'm which part of sorry. Japan have, in, including their government. In fact, Asia as a whole is just a, is ahead of the rest of the world on this, by yeah. some way. And Africa is also, and South America, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> but America and most of Europe. Yeah, pretty much. Good fun. Um, well, I mean, it is the home of old money, I suppose. Yeah, well, all... I mean, you have Silicon yeah. Valley, and you know, you, you have these little pockets here and there where it is all about building for the future and seeing, you know, what what the next generation of technology will be. But that's very yeah. much the outlier to the general consensus of, I like paper money. <laughs> I, yeah. I trust paper. I, had, I don't even remember the last time I had paper money in my wallet. I mean, cash. My, I mean my friends... other than pair my hairdresser, because like all hairdressers in the UK, they only accept cash. Oh, <laughs> so... wouldn't use them then. Wouldn't you? Honestly, my about 10 years ago, my friends used to, uh, call me the Queen, and not for the reason you think. <laughs> they, used to, they used to call me the Queen because I wouldn't carry cash because I'd only ever pay by card because I just I don't like cash. It just seems and ridiculous. And that's just the norm like, now. Why am I dragging around a little purse full of coins? What, what year is it? <laughs> what decade is this? So I've, I've, paid, I've only paid uh, on card for years, and I, I'm used to it now. Um, and now, now we're at the point where people don't even carry cards or wallets. Nope, They're I carry just, my phone. That's yeah, it. Yeah, you carry your phone. I've got time. Apple Pay. I've got Apple Wallet. Um, I was other, other phones and wallets are available. <laughs> I was watching uh, the most recent episode of uh, the One Show, the Linus Tech Tips podcast. More. Um, and supposedly like, the contactless payment limit in America is like. Five thousand dollars now? Really? Mine, mine's going over around? Like, yeah, my, I, I don't know what mine is, but it's definitely not five k. Well, I remember it being someone, 50. Like someone could swipe your card and just yeah. be like, yeah, that's a down payment on I don't know a car. <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the video of those guys going out for lunch, and he convinced the server to give him the card machine? And then he knows where his friend's card is, so he sets up the bill and he and he presses it against his pocket. <laughs> anyway, we've gone oh, well off topic now. Yeah, yeah. For, I mean, we're headed to a strange and potentially dystopian future, but but enjoy it. Enjoy it. There's plenty yeah, to enjoy. There's plenty yeah, to look forward to before we all get killed by robots. Yeah, that's the message. Yeah, it's funny that we have that message after. An episode where we shit on <laughs> metaverse, and yeah. then this this episode and... we're like, "Fuck you, Gabe Newell." <laughs> well, yeah, no, I stand by that. I stand by that. I hope you rose back on on some of his comments. Not they will. Um, I I think it is just a matter of time before Steam, in some way, shape, or form, gives in a little bit. Absolutely, because... and I said this in my article in twenty twenty one when they when they first <laughs> yeah. when they first said, "Oh, we're, we're not going anywhere near that." I said they will eventually row back, but the annoying thing is we're not going to get our moment where we go, told you it was good, told you it was good technology, because they will say it wasn't ready then. It was just bad access. We didn't have the regulation. And they're half right, which is even more annoying. Um, So we're not going to get that glorious moment, but they will row back and they will say, now we're allowed some, but a little bit like Google Play, you have to, um, can't do anything really to do with gambling. You have to declare that, there are NFTs and blockchain in the game. You can't um, shill play to earn, which is great. I love that. Do that. Definitely do that. Um, they they'll do, they'll do the same thing. I, I probably think we're a year away from it, but no, probably. they will. Well, hey, post uh, not postal. Postal is a very different game. Portal is yeah. all about a dystopian future. Yeah. So hey, just release Portal Three and put crypto in it. There we go. There's your problem that solved, really Mister Neil. We'll do an entire episode if they do that. I would hate it if they did it. So I I love cryptocurrency, it but it's. Again, yeah, it's <laughs> you have to buy portals, <laughs> like ten Steam tokens for, oh, for a portal. God, the Steam token! Don't do that. Even I don't want that. Oh, we're gonna get an Epic token at some point, or a a Fortnite token, dollar fort. Yeah, well, we oh, talked no. about um, an Epic marketplace. Be interesting to see if they actually ever did their own marketplace, or whether they would team with. Might I recommend Atomic Hub? Tim's really it. <laughs> wow. You can't do it. It'd be shilling if you do well, it. Uh, I think it still kind of is a shilling. <laughs> well, I'm not affiliated. I'm not officially affiliated. You're not. You're not. But no, I appreciate that. Um, right. Should, so we, should we shuffle away? I think because... we should shuffle towards it. I do want to t- very, very briefly talk about something that's not really Web3 related. Um, so, just because I've, I've seen it on the verge me. while I was looking at the article about the Google Place policy updates. Have you Ooh. heard about Telly? The brand Telly. Oh, right. Not. 
what no not not tv well they are tvs but it's a brand called telly have you heard of it uh i saw something about this earlier but no so they are offering free tvs free 55 inch tvs to anyone who wants them the only caveat is you have like a screen below the tv that will perpetually serve you adverts god's sake that is i mean that is orwellian if i've ever heard it like and if you look away from that little screen, it, it you don't get any money or something. Oh. You can't block the adverts either because they've built, cam- they've built a camera into the <laughs> unit, so you can't just like point it to the wall or something. Told you, absolutely gross. That is that is nineteen eighty four esque. Yes, don't yes, it that. is. Don't want that. I mean, it, it's such an exciting time for tech, both for Web three for tech. And <laughs> it's really is heading towards a weird and bizarre future. But anyway. Yeah. There we go, episode 62, 62.72 of the Mint One podcast. Rob, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at tokengamer.io for daily blockchain gaming and metaverse and Web3 and AI related to gaming news. I need a better elevator pitch. Um, you can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, at Token Gamer News. We're on threads. I don't love it. It's just really? shouting into the void with a different skin. <laughs> Um, yeah, not all right. those far fewer bots. The amount of stuff that you and I, specifically you and I, are both tagged in on Twitter, like it's ridiculous. Airdrops <laughs> and contests, and oh, you guys should have a look at, but it's just all bots. It's not even. Re- oh, it's horrendous. Twitter's yeah. a cesspit. Well, so but... that was a master stroke from Threads to link your Instagram accounts to it because yes, far far less bots. Or well, just... I tell you what's funny is um, <laughs> this. This made me laugh. The what people have noticed is the influencers who have come from Instagram to, to threads that bought followers don't have any followers on threads. <laughs> so um, you can see who bought a bunch of followers and, and they've screwed themselves over. Uh, but yeah, you, you find me on threads if you if you want. I am using it. I'm just not in love with it yet. Um, Twitter at Token Gamer News. We're on LinkedIn a little bit there. And then just find me wherever you want. I'm, I'm around. Uh, John, you? Cool. So for the latest uh, NFT Web3 blockchain gaming news, you can head to nftinsider.io or nftinsider underscore IO on all of the socials. For me personally, it's at hydropowered, H-Y-D or P-W-R-D on uh, everything, including threads <laughs> and Mastodon and other platforms I don't use. Um, <laughs> Twitter's the best one for me. I've uh, not been tweeting all that much lately, but, you know, say hello, I'll GM you back. Um, that's probably everything from me. Uh, I just want to double check that this podcast will go out before. Yes, it will. Okay. Pretend I didn't say anything. I didn't give anything away. So, <laughs> but there's, there's things coming. Um, okay. <laughs> from a, on, on a web three side, but I'll, right. that, we'll probably leave that till next week. Uh, things are so coming. Yeah. That's true. They're, they're, <laughs> every day new stuff happens. So more, lo- more lo- lawsuits from the SEC, probably. Ooh, gross. <laughs> anyway, um, episode sixty-seven. Sixty-seven said it again. What's happening? Not even even close. Seventy-two. There it is. Seventy-two. Of the Men One Podcast. Um, thank you very much for watching. If you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Apple and Spotify five-star podcast review would be fantastic. And you can find us on Twitter at Mint One Pod. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. We hope you tune in again next week.